most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Out podcast brought to you with our friends at gambling.com for the National Hunt season 23-24. I'm delighted to say Demi Nolan's back. Demi. Well, Dino, how are you, buddy? What's the story? I'm good. I'm good. We missed you last week. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yeah, no, the, um, just, I had a sick daughter. I was just back from Malta. I had a sick daughter, which is still going on about a week later. But uh, yeah, just a, a tough few, a few days, Dean. But you know, I missed your, your glowing smile as well, Dean. That's okay. I appreciate that. Like the, the listeners or watchers these days, now that we're on the on the big screen as well, um, would have been pretty disappointed not to get your stage star uh, recommendation. Although they would have had it the previous week when I laughed it and said like absolutely no, and then I think I did the same on the on the actual day. So uh, fair play, Demo. Come on. He's a yeah. He's a Ryanair contender. That was a serious performance. That was really, really, a really strong performance. Really, really good. Yep. We will have a chat about some of those uh, big performances over the weekend, of course, at Cheltenham and uh, at Navin as well. Some good racing there. Uh, we'll pick up on those. I'm delighted to say uh, back with us. And this is the first time I think this season, at least, is Keen Kirby. How are you, Keen? Very good. Thanks, Dean. How are you? Very well. Very well. Did you enjoy the weekend's action at Cheltenham? Second Cheltenham meeting of the season already. Yeah, jump season's flying by. I mean, these um, that two months pre-Christmas, I always find is, is the best part of the jump season. So looking forward to another fantastic uh, weekend's of racing ahead. Fair play. I always remember when we have Dylan McLean on here. We're getting back onto the race out uh, soon enough. Always calls this the golden highway. The run up to 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 the Christmas period. This is the time where he likes to to make a few moves. Darren, how was your weekend? Darren Hughes is back. Yeah, geez, thanks a million. I'm delighted to be invited back after my uh, fucking disaster. I almost didn't need to introduce you. I almost didn't yeah. need to introduce you. Been on here the last three weeks. I was like, Darren, you well? Yeah, not too bad. Geez, yeah, it was fucking disaster in there last weekend. So we'll be hoping for a better performance. I think I was. Struck like literally not for seven, including a couple of fairly strong odds against Lays. So uh, let's see if we can improve performance this week. I, was, I wasn't going to bring up Darren, promise. That's okay. I hold I myself wasn't. to high standards, that's all. You may as well get in there first. That's fine. Okay, uh, look, we'll do a quick weekend review from what happened because there was so much that did happen. Uh, if you can cast your minds back all the way to the Friday, um, I might nap at the weekend run that day, Calico. And I thought he got the, the Harry Skelton treatment, almost the David Bass treatment if Paddy Aspel was here where uh, he hits the front as far out as he possibly can and goes for home and, and gets collared by perhaps a good one. Triple Trade's going to run this weekend. Uh, that might, well, maybe wasn't the highlight. Demo Foxy Jack's one. I mean, would you put that up if you are on here last week? You normally do. I was sick. I probably would have, yeah. I was um, literally just, just here trying to work and look after yes, poor Luna. Done. And I looked up yes, and... Yes, would have done. And yeah, he just, yeah, he jumped, he jumped really well. Yeah, he, but he's, he's, he's so mental though. You just end up following him forever. And it's, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to, to anyone. He just has his good days and his bad days. That horse does. Well, I mean, he went and picked up the, the cross country and they've got other things they can do with Foxy Jacks now this year. Instead of finishing fourth and fifth in big handicaps, which is generally what he does and uh, an upset them along through the season. So maybe that would come good. Vanilla Missile was good. Beat that Captain T, Darren. Yeah, that was good. Well, I don't know, was that good? It was Captain T, just maybe a little bit ordinary. Uh, I was disappointed, I have to say. I, I thought he'd um I thought he'd pick them up and carry them. Um hard to know with an Evan Williams horse. Like it's it, there's a couple of yards in England that I just don't back. Uh, Evan Williams is one of them. David Pipe is another. There's a couple more, but I'd be here all day explaining why. But I just I cause I can't understand their MO a lot of the time. Um I wouldn't trust the form of that race and I certainly wouldn't back that horse to back up that performance a second time if I'm being brutally honest but uh, overwhelming feeling was disappointment uh, with Captain Teague as opposed to thinking that Manella 
Minetta Missile is a, it was it's the, the second coming, yeah. Yeah, maybe not the second coming. Those yards, including Evan Williams, like, yeah, harder to read than, I don't know. Honestly, yeah, people give out about Mark Johnson. Like, I find Mark Johnson's not too bad. You can kind, of, you know, what to expect. Generally speaking, and, and I think it's just a fashion that he's run so often. It looks like that he goes through weird runs. But like Evan Williams, David Pipe is another. And again, there's a couple more. I I just don't understand what they're exactly what they're trying to do a lot of the time. Um, and I find it very very hard to back their horses with any confidence. So yeah, it's um, good. there you go. That's me. Fair enough. Uh, I come to Kian now, and I'm moving into Saturday, Kian. Although feel free to reference anything from Friday. Uh, that Burdett Road that won the Triumph Hurdle Trial, um, there's still there's still a bit of seven to one, I think, around for it after the race. Uh, that... I, before Kian talks, can I say that is the worst seven to one shot I have ever seen, and I've been given out of anti post ever. I anyone who wants it, DM me on Twitter. You can have fourteenth. No problem. Darren, you can Darren, have as much I'm, as you I'm want. Coming, I'm coming to you after this. You can have it. No problem. I'm you can have it. To... That is the I'm... worst seven to one shot I've <laughs> ever seen. You can have fourteenth. That's a fair jump. <laughs> You can have it. You can I'm have it. That is a genuine. Do you want to take a nine though? Yeah. I was going to say oh, seven to two, but I'll take four teams. It's fine. He's uh, he's five to one to run in the race. I think. Really? Yeah, absolutely. There's no way there's at least twelve or fourteen Irish horses that haven't run yet that are going to be better than him. Oh, I think. Oh, I like this, Darren. I like this. This polar no opposite view. Sorry, uh, okay. Let's see what Kean has to say. Sorry, Kean. We <laughs> we saw we saw the triumph hurdle winner, and it's available at fourteen to one. Yeah, look, um, I think it's a bit too early to be chatting about the triumph yeah. hurdle. Um, I'd agree with Darren. Like he's he is too short a price. I wouldn't be getting involved, as you say. There's a lot of horses to come out uh, early next season. Nidanis, whatever like that. It's it's way too early for the triumph hurdle. Um. Just to touch on a couple of horses, I suppose from from the Saturday stage there was absolutely incredible. I thought that was the performance of the weekend. He um, dodged round, didn't he, Kane? He just yeah, dodged. and even made the running and um, even made a mistake at the last, and still picked up well to win by four lengths. Um, I mean, we saw Alaho come out win the other day. I think it was that Clanmel. He was impressive, but I think um, I think he's got a serious rival on his hands now in stage there and. Usually the Ryanair isn't uh, an attractive race, but it's actually shaping up to be uh, a really good battle between, between those two. Yeah, it's good that there is a... Well, I mean, everyone wants Alaho to get there so there can be the, the daily plunge and everyone's Akers uh, get an extra one in it. But yeah, there's a real rival there. I thought Springwell Bay was good on the day as well, Kit, and I thought that was interesting. And Broadway Boy, who you tipped up on gambling.com, was a winner in the novices chase. So you must have been happy there. Yeah, I tipped him up the night before, Dean, at um, 11 to 2. I just thought his form the last day behind Florin Portrait was good. Obviously, we've all been caught, who's proven to be a disappointing horse. Yeah. Um, he absolutely, he just reveled in the conditions and absolutely pissed up by 20 lengths. Um, is he good enough to be competitive in the in the graded novice chase at the Cheltenham Festival? Probably not, but still Probably a, not. a lovely horse for the Tristan Davis team. National Hunt Chase. Probably be where he ends up, I'd say. And uh, possibly, possibly. Yeah. Which is Welsh which... National. Welsh National in time. Oh, damn. I missed a real opportunity there. Welsh <laughs> National for us. Welsh National yeah. time, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. They they always are. They definitely always are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you about a few of the ones from uh from Ireland on the weekend, of course. We had some uh, some some good performances out there. I w- I'll get to the one that I was really disappointed with maybe at, at some point. But Bob Ollinger was back, Captain Guinness was back, Fasil Vega was back. Um, you know, nice uh, reappearances. All, all, all legs were in working order. Anything else? I really struggled with this weekend's racing. It, it pissed me off, to be honest with you. I, I really did. Why? Just, just in Ireland, 
again, I have to preface everything with I had a, I've had a tough week or so with with poor old Luna <laughs> shouting it right. So so the world I'm looking through the world through slightly darker glasses than I normally would. You know I'm tend to be you know kind of positive first team. You know uh, generally not all the time obviously as you know well but um it's just. The, the trainers in Ireland are are they're they're it, it's nearly too much now focusing on the long term picture with their horses, which I know makes sense. But the Vassal Vega race was a farce; like it was an absolute farce. Vassal Vega didn't have to attack a single fence. We don't know whether that horse can jump or not. Really, he he schooled round in the pocket, in the pocket, not being targeted at a handicap chase. It wasn't blatant, you know, holding him up and trying to get away with it. It was just very clearly. Get him round, give him a good experience first day. If he wins, he wins. If he doesn't, he doesn't. The kind of the same thing happened with I know um I know the way you're thinking two weeks ago yep. under Mark Walsh. Behind the magic. Even in this same race. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of these introductory races. The the one that upset me the most was Dice Art Dynamo in the Captain Guinness race, I thought. I think where... he's just made, I just think he's a ball of shite, that horse. Uh, honest, I, I... I, maybe I can't I, I, you know, I don't want to maybe disagree with that. You aren't a fan of his, in fairness. So, so no, that's, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah, 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 yeah. Dynamo fan, but what was going on was the horse still on the bridle, not really encouraged just after the last game. I don't know if he finds anything. Yeah. So I don't know whether Paul, yeah. Paul Taylor just went, you know what? I, I'm not even doing this now. I'm just, I'm sick of him. He, he's not going to find anything. <laughs> uh, but then like, you know, like you, you move on then and we look at the Sunday and this isn't Gordon Elliott's fault. Gordon Elliott had 15 runners in a handicap chase in Ireland. 15. Yep. And Gordon Elliott is a story that we should be shouting from the rafters. There's obvious reasons why why, why we don't. Gordon Elliott came from absolutely nothing and he's built up this amazing yard off his own back, his own hard work, his own genes. Gordon Elliott has achieved all of that. So I can't stress enough, this isn't his fault. But Jesus, we are approaching the point where rule makers are going to have to start wising up now that horse racing is a different sport now. And that... Mm-hmm. A trainer should only be allowed to have a certain amount of runners in a race. I was always against this, but it, it really does have to start happening now. Other simple things as well. Like I saw Jamie Stoden, he spoke so well during the week that the sport has, we focus way too much on handicap marks, which means that this time of the year is just a load of trainers messing around, trying to position their horses correctly for when it matters later on this season. We need to have a look at handicap marks. The system doesn't work anymore. Um, there's the whole sport of horse racing needs to be pulled aside Again, as I said, really bad form last weekend. So, so like the most glowing performance would have had a negative for me. I, I'm not saying that it wouldn't. But when a trainer has 15 runners in a major handicap chase, and we're actually at the point in Ireland where it's easier to win a Grade One nowadays than it is to even win one of those handicaps in Ireland. It's easier gone to too- win it to win a Grade One than get a runner. <laughs> it is because like an up and coming novice chaser in Ireland what are they getting a rating of you know like in the 130s that's what yeah. they would have got from last season they're not getting into that race like, yeah. like it's it's incredible and it's something where the rule makers in horse racing just need to start figuring out that the sport it's a different sport now and we need new uh, completely new yeah. hey look we talked about it last week on, on, on this very show and it is it's something that, you know, do you throw in a five-runner rule? What do you do? And then does that mean that owners then have to spread their runners around? But then are you, you know, treading on commerce rules for people who don't make as much money as they can? You can't really do that. I don't know. Keen, I mean, I mentioned some of the performances there. Basil Vega, Captain Guinness, Bob Ollinger. It was good to see Bob back winning. Uh, Demo went off on his rant about, you know, Gordon Elliott having too many horses and running them all in the race. All valid. Like, I, there is there is probably not an answer without the the people stepping in. 
you can talk about anything you want, Kieran. I don't know where to go from there. Yeah, it sounds like Dharma had a rough weekend by the sounds of it, lads. <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, yeah, Bob Ollinger, great to see him back. I mean, he travels so, so strongly. Um, great to see him actually pick up and, you know, put Santa here to bed. I thought that was an impressive performance. Um, I'd say probably two and a half miles is optimal condition, so he's probably a, a difficult horse to place. Um, I thought fact of file was, was actually quite disappointing um against american mike i mean yeah. yeah i wanted to talk about this i mean he's never going to be the the leading two mile four novice and so i wasn't concerned at all um just yeah, I mean, just coming, keep piling yeah, on into the race, rsa like um like american mike was poor last season now he he really struggled and you were questioning his form coming into that and the fact if i can can now to the last with every chance and just didn't really uh didn't really find much. And obviously with Captain T getting beating as well, he probably questioned last year's Cheltenham uh, champion bumper form as well. He questioned pretty... Dream to Share. I mean, he was the one at the front of them. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, just in the fact that Vega race, I thought, yeah, in the pocket, just never, never went up and had a crack off. It was a cracking ride, wasn't it? It was just shock, <laughs> shock and wash. Like, I was looking forward to that race. Like, that was like a, you could say that was nearly like a grade one race. There was really good horses in that. And just... <laughs> It was just you work away fast Vega, you do what you want, and we might we might see you at the last, we might not. And I thought it was just yeah, it was pretty it was pretty poor. Um wasn't wasn't a great spectacle. Uh then on Sunday I thought John Bond was uh was very was very impressive now in fairness in the Schlor Chase. But like Champion Chase winner Keen or you know, um, the way. He just they go after yeah. Stage Star in Alaho. Could do. No, I think they'll go champion chase, but he's a lot of ground to make up. I think like he was he was five to one anti post for the champion chase. I mean he wins at the weekend and press three, four to nine, and he's into five to two in places. I think he need to get a bigger price in the day. Like I think that's a shocking price to be honest with you. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's not they're not encouraging you to have a bet those No. Um you know, like I mean if El Fabiolo comes out this season and has a little bit of improvements. Um, it's hard to see John Bond making up their ground. You know, he was he was well beaten, and he was obviously well beaten supreme by Constitution Hill. So he's probably just just a couple of notches a bit low top class. But it was um, it's good to see him out now. In fairness, yeah, he was good. He was good indeed. Um, Darren, I mean, there's a load of topics you can pick up on there. Uh, you can talk about the Paseo Rega races, which I still think was the most fascinating one of the weekend. But <laughs> it's up to you. Uh, yeah, so I, just, I look, I run through a few different bits. Some of them have been touched on already. Some of them haven't. Just uh, from the notes I've taken, State Star was class. Um, mm. I did, I didn't see it coming, but like that was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, fraud on Walter Ryanair after winning that race, and I wouldn't see any reason that State Star could do the exact same if Alaho's not at his best. Uh, Fasel Vega I thought was okay, but like the lads have said, uh, the contest really, like is in in the pot in the pocket really wasn't off a yard from what I could see. I thought Captain Guinness is really good. I know you're giving out about Dicer Dynamo. Uh, I thought Dicer, I, I thought, excuse me, Captain Guinness is actually quite good, jumped well. Dicer Dynamo is just Sorry, complete Riviera to tell. Like I that, thought I thought that, yeah. that's okay, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's okay. I, I thought it was perfectly fine. Uh Dicer yeah. Dynamo is ultimately a disappointment. I'd say there's a good chance he's regressing as well as opposed to progressing. So um maybe one to swerve at short prices for the rest of the season. I think he, he could take up a lot more of the market than he deserves in similar contests going forward. So there could be betting opportunities. My issue against there, him. Darren, my issue there was that it was a grade two, it was the Fortria chase. And, you know, the horse got, maybe I need to watch it back without these this in my head, but the horse got no encouragement. 
Like, yeah, I get where you're coming come from. To the last. We've gone quick enough. Just relax. We'll get over the last thing. And so, you, like, you, that's a great tune. You don't see too many non-Jiggers or Willies, is all I would say. Like, it's, it's very, very rare that one of his isn't um, written to, 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 to best place. So Yeah, I um, just felt it was very relaxed. And if that's the case, then maybe the horse is gone, which is yeah, kind of where uh, you're alluding to. That's yeah, what I'm getting to as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like I said, look, time will tell. Um, but I, I'd be, I wouldn't cast aspersions, let's say, on uh, on one of Willie, Willie's horses just yet. If, I, if someone else trained the horse, I might be inclined to entertain that concept a little bit. Little bit further, and then the last one, just the one that the lads haven't mentioned. I'm obsessed with this horse of Gordon's called Croke Park. Uh, I think he's improving hand over fist. Uh, he obviously won his maiden hurdle maybe six weeks ago in I think it was Clonmel, yeah, Clonmel. Uh, and then obviously followed up then in a grade three, which again was dominated by Gordon Elliott runners. So, I mean, look, you could yeah. maybe question the form, but to an extent, but went off four to six. I think this lad is learning, had race to race. Clearly, he's learning, like, he got beaten in a Kilbegan maiden in May. And he's now a great three winner, two starts later. Um, obviously went up half a mile in trip at the weekend. I think another half mile will do him absolutely no harm. Not sure he's one for like the Albert Bartlett necessarily this season. And I always give out, you know, there's more to the season than Cheltenham. Uh, so I wouldn't panic over his next target. But I just think I think he's got an engine now. Uh, and I think yep. he he I think he might have been a bit harder work than um than they initially thought he would be, but he's coming good now. So one to keep on side. The sooner they go chasing, the better I would expect. Uh, but plenty of fun to be had this season in the meantime, I would say. Interesting. His next couple of entries, he got the entry at the Royal Bond, one of the very best meetings of the early salvos of the jump season. Mm. Of course, that comes over very House on the 3rd of December. That might come a bit quick, and that is, of course, two miles grade one. And he's also got entry in the Future Champions Novice, which is the two-mile at Leopardstown over Christmas. So maybe not going up in trip yet. They come back in trip. They take those. Yeah, but, yeah, we're talking gigs probably end of 10 in all of us. Yeah, I guess I'm not saying look he's he's got enough ability, I think, uh, you know, to to run with like decently in any of those races. I'm just from my eye looking at him, yeah. he looks like one that would that would improve for a trip. Interesting at the eventual open all those but like you would look because those races cut up so badly nowadays, uh, you'd be a little bit like not to have your horses entry up and see what way it shifts up in the morning the day. So um, sure. Let's see where we get to with him. But uh, he's just one that the lads have mentioned who uh, he, he, he took my area a little bit. Yeah, well, uh, well worth pulling, um, pulling that one to the fore. That's Croke Park, of course, and we're in a great three at the weekend. All right, look, we, we covered over some of the jump stuff. We kind of didn't talk about um, the great book winner. Um, I was very disappointed um, with Lucia. Who just does what she does these days, which is traveling, look like a good thing, and then slow down. And um, when you know, kind of the gun is put to the head, I mean, that in the nicest possible sense. And the, the weirdest thing that happened in the race was that only a matter of time running out again. And um, so that's that's a bizarre piece. And if I recall, in the business under a man is a fine incredible. Yeah, and I raised it. Liverpool Lord was second in, that's, that's looking very strong as well. Um, yeah, Nicky Henderson, he's never really started a season this well before. He's really flown into oh, it. Well. Uh, Nico de Boinville's, yeah, he's running out of his skin. It's kind of popular to knock him as a jockey, but Ruby Wall said it before, the real beauty of Nico is just how simple he keeps everything. It, it's, uh, yeah, ice. you know, he tends, to, he tends to be in the right place at the right time on these rides. There's a reason why he's been trusted for so long. Um, you know, he's ridden everything from Spinter Sacra now through to Constitution Hill. 
um, and his thing. But even just these kind of handicap chases, still times that I find Nico de Bonneville very frustrating, like walking on air and the pretense last year as a ride that I just, I'll never understand what, what in God's name that he was doing. But when he's right, like he is at the moment, he's very good. Yeah. Um, and it's, is, I enjoyed Sunday's racing. Our kind of overall at Cheltenham, uh, the attendances were down at, well, the meeting's too, too long, Derma. I, I think everyone has to, like, we're going to come to this weekend's racing shortly, right? And we're going to go through um, the racing at, at, where is it, Ascot and Haydock. And you're going to see small fields, good quality races, decent prize money, but small fields. And that Cheltenham meeting is taken, probably taking a big chunk out of what's coming this weekend because it's over the three days, too much going on. They're not even, the, the level is not that high. The fields are quite small. We had a walkover this week. Do you want to go on another one of your no. rants while I've got you in good form? No, no, no. Look, it, it, this all goes back to what I said a few weeks ago. Again, even just just the sport is different now and it needs to be luxury different. Goggles, that's all it is. Um, Ireland has the yeah. the the number of runners to be able to to kind of maintain, but that's because it's a reduced fixture list every week anyway. So that's, that, that's why it's so hard to even get runners in. And somebody's made in hurdles, but uh, yeah, the UK just needs a completely new look. The sport needs needs to be addressed from top to bottom, and it needs to be looked at through the prism of how do we continually get the very competitive racing every weekend. It's not being looked at through that, um, and I understand why you're afraid, or sorry, why people that you personally did, why people are afraid to uh, to look at this because this does mean jobs losses, this does mean closures of some tracks and everything else. That is what this will inevitably lead to. But we're we're on our way there anyway. The, the sport's in serious trouble and yep. uh, it needs to be looked at. And this whole moaning thing of, oh, I hate the way people talk about Cheltenham so early. There's nobody in tennis looking at it going, <laughs> oh, no, we shouldn't talk about Wimbledon. We've got an ITF tournament next week on in in Prague. We should be talking about first. Nobody talks like that in any other sport. The whole calendar, calendar needs to start being built around these huge weekends like we do here in Ireland and just kind of go from there. Uh, and hopefully we can start fixing things. Yeah. I don't disagree. There's actually a very good model they can have a look at in Ireland. And it's literally like... Winter Festival into Christmas. Yeah. DRF into Punchdown, effectively. Yeah, 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 indeed. All right, look, now we're going to take a short break here and there's a message from our new sponsors, the BHA. Ah, no. All right, so... (laughs) Jeez, you had me there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, All right, <laughs> we're getting stuck into the. Yeah, that was very good, dude. That was really. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I'll teach you up yeah. for it. All right. Was that set up <laughs> beforehand? Was it? You pair of folks. No, no, Jesus, no. Came to me as demo started tearing everyone apart. All right. uh, there All is right. no break. We are still live. We are going to continue. Yeah. Uh, the one fifteen from Haydock is where we're going to start. We're going to cover Ascot and Haydock over the weekend. Uh, we're also going to have a quick look at John Dirk and of course, but galloping the shots is there. And he's four to eleven, I believe. Last time I checked. All right, let's go with the one fifteen at Haydock. I actually thought there was a bet in here. I'm going to come to Keelan Kirby first because maybe we might agree, but I'm only guessing. Yeah, I tried a little race this team, but the one I came down at was the Crawford Train, Karen Fanat. Mm. Um, I think he's there around nine to two. Last seen last season, um, finishing off was third behind Giovinco, who's a pretty serious horse. Um, had bits and bobs, a good bump performed, beat better days ahead. Um, second, it's what Unitas. Won a couple of bumpers prior to that. He gets in off one two eight. Um, I think there's a bit of improvement in him. Now it's a wide open race. I wouldn't be magdeening him. I just thought at the odds, I thought he was uh, was the bet in the race. Yeah, Carl Funnick in the double green for the Crawfords and Daryl Jacob up 
Uh, it's not the favourite, though. He's what, what is he? Around 9 to 2, 7 to 2, Park Hill dancer. That's Nicky Henderson, who's in such good form uh, with James Bowen up. Fingers Hill is 11 to 2, 7 to 1, Park. And Amos, the 8. I'm going to need to practice that one. Another double green. And then you've got um, the rest of them at 8 to 1. But Dr. Lad was always a big friend of mine, but he's still not the one I like. I'm going to keep you in suspense. Darren Hughes, what do you like? Yeah, this is really tricky, Dean. Really, really tricky. Um, I think conditions are looking like they might be somewhat testing, though not you know traditional Haydock, uh, you know substance from another planet surface. Let's call it. Um, yeah. I give half a chance to Albert's back. Uh, he ran poorly in this last year, but he does like Haydock, and he's got a preference for softer surfaces. It's fair to say. Um, so you can be quietly confident, quite confident, I should say, that he'll land on the ground. Um, there looks to be a little bit of pace on here, the like of uh, likes of Lactic Constance and last year's winner, Stainsby, Stainsby Girl, uh, like to go forward. Um, he's obviously ridden in a more conservative manner, uh, but he always finishes his race out very, very strongly. Uh, it's not a confident selection. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't tell anyone to go to the well on this one, but I wouldn't want to lay 12 to 1, which is somewhat available out there. So uh, I'd give half a chance to Albert's back here. Fair enough. Albert's back for Darren Carfunnock for Kean Kirby. Demo, are we going to make it three different picks before I get to mine? Yeah. Uh, Park Park Enunciate, I believe that's kind of like Enunciate. So I looked at that, but I hope that's, that's what it is. Um, he was, I just I just kind of was watching the racing replay and at air last year, that was a decent enough performance beating Ginger Mal. Thorsten Turd has come out and won since and Ben Bromley completely negates the five pound rise for that win. Um, So for me, this horse looks way too well in to ignore. He's a decent pilot as well, is Ben Bromley. So um, in a tough race, Park Enunciate is basically running free in my opinion. And um, I'm very, very happy to, to be back in him here. Interesting. Okay, so the Crawfords must have some grip on this. We have two shouts, one for each of their runners uh, in the race. Darren likes Albert's back uh, for the Easterby team. And I'm pretty keen on this lack of Constance um, being much better than it's shown so far. I remember when they punted it off the boards to beat Boot Hill at Christmas last year. And uh, whilst it didn't go to plan, of course, they got an unseat. But they were they were five was early on, about halfway around. Um, ran then behind Captain Matt, and then the kind of wheels came off towards the end of the year. But that can happen when when the, when something's gone wrong. Obviously, I thought the comeback run was okay. I don't think they they put too much into it. Just got going towards the end. Uh, Harry's on for Dan. I'm getting sucked into these skeleton horses, and I always give out about the ride. So let the constants will be about 25 lengths clear around the bend, and hopefully this time they'll cling on. I do think at double figures, he's a decent punt in that race, and on a trappy punting weekend card. All right. That's the first race done. That's the 115 at Haydock. We're going to jump around the courses based on time order here. Um, the extraterrestrial that is Shiskin is going to win the grade two chase at Ascot, Dermot Nolan, and he's currently 13 to 8 or thereabouts. He's got Pick Dohi, Manila Drama, and Straw Fan Jack to see off. Yeah, disappointed he's not going for the Betfair. You know, he's old enough for the toot now that, or sorry, he's long enough for the toot now that he should be going for any of the big races that, that he can. But look, Half understand it and yeah. Hey, the King George, the King George is the target. If he, five if he goes with the King George, I'll be very happy. But I, he yeah, will. I, I, because I'll back him in it. I, I said already, but um, he, yeah, he, he wins. He wins. Good. Game. Yeah, he's good. He's gonna win. He's gonna be impressive as well, Keen, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, what the what, what's Shishkin ever going to run in the Betfair chase? Like being realistic about the situation. Well, not when you, not if you've ever heard his trainer talk about how he looks after his horses before. I can't mm. see how a Betfair chase before King George will make any sense to him. And even if there's not many runners in it, which there isn't, they still come here. 
Yeah, this this is the right decision for the horse long term. I mean, if you're thinking about going King George and Gold Cup, the worst thing you could do is run on Haydock and soft ground and, and um, ruin his season. Uh, will he win? I mean, he beat Pictory over course and distance by 16 lengths last season, so he'd like to think so. He went to the Reiner and then disappointed, but I thought he was good at, um, showed a very good attitude at Aintree when he, when he just picked up a horse in your. Um, is I don't know how Shishkin will get on this season. He's difficult. He's a difficult horse to predict. I mean, you know, after a couple of fences, will he be on it or not, or will he be off it? Um, will he be getting stuck in at four to six? Not. It's it's a watching race for me. Again, he could win by fifteen lengths. He could, you know, not not show up. We, we just you just don't know what that horse really. Um, the other two, Manella Drama, not the other two aren't really good enough. So yeah, it'd be just a watching race for me, Dean. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm excited to see him back. He's fourteen to one for the Gold Cup, Darren. His uh, his entry uh, demolition job of a horse in the yard, I've exaggerated, but his victory entry <laughs> over over a decent trip, and with the King George in his sights, he's fourteen to one third favorite for a Gold Cup. They're gonna have to go for it this year. He's gonna be ten after he turned the year, so it's Gold Cup all the way, Darren. Yeah, I I wonder if they didn't leave it behind him last year. Uh, yeah, not that, so. not not that I don't think he'd have beaten Gallop into Shop, so it's 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 an academic conversation. But uh, if the horse's best chance of winning one, I believe, would have been last year, and there's no way he's a better chance this year at ten than he would have had last year at nine. Put yeah, it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also don't buy this that you can't run in a Betfair Chase in the King George. I mean, Carter Star did it. No, um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the position was you can't. It's like in the best interest of the horse, knowing the trainer that we're talking about, he was never going to. Yeah, but best interest. What do you mean by best interest? Like, is and what do you think is going to happen to the horse if he runs in a horse race? He's going to get very tired, Darren, and then they'll have to give him a few easy days. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I buy this. Like, it's a month away. Like, it's in other horses have been there. I think we've we're, we're, we've we've gone very fond of. Oh, let's not run him in this race because the other race is easier and that will ruin his next race. I'm not entirely sure that's that's always the case. But in any case, moving swiftly on, I think Harry Harry Cobbins down for a six-timer this weekend, is he not? That's why hey, he I, I, tried, I tried this the other week. I'm only listening to what the trainer had to say. For you want to, I know, yeah. Week. yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's not going to Haydock specifically because he's got a six-timer on the carrots at Ascot, that's what I'm led to believe. So uh, let's see how he gets on here. But no, Peak Shish can just pick these up and carry them. I won't be betting in, betting in this race, but... Uh, We'll see if uh, Pick Doherty gets turned over here after all Paul Nichols' chat and then Brave Man game, Brave Man's game goes and wins uh, later on in Haydock. I wouldn't like to be Harry Cobden's. Uh, Harry will cope with that, but I think that's what's going to happen, Darren. I do think that's what's going to happen. Interesting, Shishkin's got the pieces back on for the first time in mm-hmm. ever. Sorry, I was going to say mm-hmm. in, but yeah, ever. Um, so yeah, a little change, a little wake-up call for, um, for Shishkin from the Henderson camp. I always like to ask Paddy what he thinks about these. He always thinks the first go is the best go. So expect Shishkin to win by about 37 lengths. I'll be looking for that on uh, on various betting apps available to you. Let's move on to the 150. Um, Darren, I may as well stick with you here. Gayard Domeno is coming over to the 150 at Haydock for the graduation chase. Um, he's got a little bit in hand on some of these, but of course, you know, there is there is weight differentials in play. Appleway, Grey Dawning, Scipion and Hardy Bloke will take on Gayard Domeno. Um, he, he might not even go a favourite because they do like this Grey Dawning from the Skelton Yard. Yeah, I have a confession to make. Uh, I don't like Gaia de Menil. I've never liked Gaia de Menil, and I never will like Gaia de Menil. And so with that off my chest, I would not want to back him here over two and a half miles uh, on his first run of the season, his first run since the Grand National, and he's trying to give Apple away £25. He's read at 156 over fences. She got yep. to 141 over hurdles. On paper, she can run four, £5 below her hurdles mark 
and still beat him on her fan, on her chasing debut if he runs to a mark of 155. And Mark, I sincerely doubt he will run to uh, on his first uh, run of the year. So I'm going to place lay him two places, I think. Mm. This, I'm going to, and I'm going to take a chance on the mayor. I respect Gray Darling, but uh, Skelton's have gotten off to a relatively ordinary start to the season. Um, hey, if you, if you backed all their horses, Darren, to be in front of the last, you'd be flying. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I may open up a bookmakers that pays out in that and, and go broke, but uh, in any case, um, yeah, I, I, I don't have a massively strong opinion. Like, it's very hard to get stuck into Apple away when you haven't seen her jump a fence in public, but I, sure. I'm just going to take a chance. She can at least maintain her hurdles for her, which on paper should be good enough here. £25 is a huge differential. Yeah, it's a big gift. And it's not a fan of Gail Domeno. I've never been a massive fan. I've, I've got involved with it a couple of times. Uh, not in the early days, though, when Dermot Nolan was scared the men's biggest fan. Uh, Dermot, perhaps an odd race to see this one turn up in first. Uh, yeah, Willie's had kind of seems to have had a runner a weekend over in UK. The winner last weekend at uh, Cheltenham was all ridden by Brian Hayes, actually, uh, who was down, I thought, earlier to ride Gayer de Menil, but Patrick Mullins seems to have taken over now. Um, but unless there was an error, yeah, look, it's. I wouldn't be rushing to back him over two miles five, just as Darren said, two miles five and a half. But I, 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 there's nothing there I'd want to be taking him on with either. Um, so it's a race. I'm just happy to watch Dino. Fair enough. Is it a watching brief for Kean as well? I'd be, I'd be in agreement with Darren. Yeah, I've never liked um, Gare de Menin. And I think all the weight he has to give away to Apple away is, is massive. Like, I mean, Apple away um, finished up last season winning a, a grade one, grade one event at Aintree. I mean, will he, will he take defences? I don't know, but I wasn't overly impressed with Gray Donning last time out. I mean, I don't think Nichols' runner was at his best that day, and he still only managed third. I didn't think that was a great uh, chase debut. Gare de Menil probably need further, and definitely has bigger targets in, in the the latter part of the season. So I think at the price, and Apple Away actually was 6-1 to one this morning with uh, Bookmaker, which was a massive rick. He's been backed into 11-4 to four top price now. 11-4 best out there, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, um, he's been well punted already. I could see him going off maybe two to one, and um, I think he'll win. We could have co-favorites of three around that because I don't think that you know there's plenty of gay of fans out there that might not let it go off too juicy a price. So uh, fascinating race to one fifty, and pretty much opposition around for this guy the menu. Let's move on to uh, one of my favorite horses and one that has burnt my fingers more times than the fire downstairs, and that's Goshen. Um, Looks like we're going to get Gosher in favour for another decent race. This time a grade two, the Coral Hurdle Ascot goes close to five past two. Uh, Goshen, 15 to eight or thereabouts, Darren Value. Uh, no, I'd have had Theatre Glorious favourite here, uh, Dean, to tell you the truth. Um, I think there's a very good chance she's still improving. And I think Goshen is obviously, uh, as we all know, a little bit in and out, though. I, I think some, some of his in and out performances, I think, actually have valid excuses. But... Um, I just think with her getting the seven pounds off him, um, there's a slight suspicion she might be better going right-handed. I'm not 100% convinced of that yet, but uh, I wouldn't have him as two to one, her three to one, uh, personally speaking, if I was pricing it up. So uh, narrowly came down on the side of Theatre Glory, but, uh, but, but wouldn't be a massively strong shout. Fair enough. Gosh, and still only seven, Keaton. I mean, there's still plenty of racing in this horse, if you keep his head sound. And it's not often you get one that gets beat so often that just turns up in a grade two. And it's likely market leader. He's a, he's a, a cop hero. Yeah, I wouldn't be touching Goshen at that price. I've just, <laughs> I've never, never, ever worn that horse. He's just so hard to break. I know you love him, Dean, and you'll probably plow in again and he'll lose, but I just, I won't, I won't be getting involved. 
the one I actually like is the outsider of the field, um, strong leader. Um, he was decent in novice hurls now last season. Uh, came into Cheltenham on the back of a, a big win at, at Southwell and then wasn't too bad in the Supreme, in fairness. And then went on to Aintree and was only was beaten um, just over a length by in the pocket. He was obviously, I think, a serious horse. Then on his season de uh, debut, he was went off favour for the Welsh champion hurdle at Foss last, finished dead last. But I think, I know the ground was good to soft that day, but I think when it's good to soft, that Foss last is probably soft. And I just think this horse needs a bit of better ground. I just think at 6-1, to one, there's, a, there's a bit of upside with him. And I think he could... Like it's it's an open right, like any any of these could win it, but I just think it's six to one. You're, if he bounces back to form, he'll be he'll be right there in the shake up, and I think he's a he's a good bet. Very fair case made. I mean, if we, if we just if he never run at Boston, so he'd be right at the top of this market, close to. That's the thing, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't run it, yeah, he'd be near favourite if he didn't run at Boston last year. Even if he ran any placed, or you know, he'd be he'd be near favourite. So you just put a line through that run, he's uh, he's decent value. Yep, Ollie Murphy are going okay. Sean Bowen in the plate outsider of the lot around six to one strong leader. Demo, you'll you'll be getting involved with Goshen this weekend. I know I've asked everyone else; they've said no. No, 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 God, no. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, no. The one day involved with him, he was a no show. Uh, no, completely agree. Everything there that uh, that Keane said. Um, that horse had he blew out that day, but he's it, it, still he's too he's too good of a prospect to be the price he is in a race like that. It's not a great race. Getting plenty of weight there for the rest of them. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm very happy to uh, follow Keenan there on Strong Leader. Fair enough. Okay, so a couple of votes then for Strong Leader. Uh, Darren signing the Theatre Glory. And uh, happy to ask me, I think Goshen will run away with him under Niall Hoolahan, of course, deputising for the stricken. Uh, Jamie Moore, we wish him well in his recovery. That seemed pretty nasty. The 220 at Haydock is a stayers handicap hurdle. Um, I like one in here. And when I like one, I tend to want to go last. So, Damo, you go first. Uh, I really, really like Dubrovnik Harry here. Um, really like him. Uh, yeah, he, he'll be slashing around my head now as nap territory. The price is huge, especially watch his last run. This horse has always been promised, but Harry Fry tends to bring them along slowly like this. Like again, we'll discuss Boot Hill kind of later on. That few Harry Frys tend to look like they're never quite going to get there, and then all of a sudden, bang, they just start, you know, really yeah. kind of growing up and. Dubrovnik Harry has been kind of like this, and but last time behind Highland, Highland was brilliant that day. Again, brilliant ride from Nico de Boinville. But Dubrovnik Harry was kind of, he would kind of race wide the whole way and then was just given so much to do, but he stayed on really well that day. Uh, caught my eye immediately. Obviously, his mark is still really good. Runs here in a race that's more than winnable. This, this is not a very strong race. Um, interesting to see the kind of the move towards the Fergal O'Brien horse, especially considering you know, you've got a, a Mullins horse there. Um, but the probably carry under Brian Carver. It was just that was really eye catching last time. He's they've always kind of punted him a few times in it in very decent races. This is not a very strong race. The the other one I was looking at there was kind of it was Gail Road who. It could be very interesting, but I think uh, the Bravely Carry off a lovely weight, Dean, is uh, yeah, is stonking price. It was definitely on my list. I, I thought, um, I actually fancied it to run well behind Highland last day, and it did. And whilst I was a touch disappointed, I thought there was plenty more uh, still to come from the seven year old for Harry Fry. You mentioned Gal Road, of course, if Mr. Weldon was on here, he'd be all over that one. 
uh, loves Gal Road. There's been plenty of money for that as well, judging by the latest market shakeup from the declarations. Uh, Kian, what did you like in the 220? I just I should mention, obviously, um, Fergal O'Brien's Crambo is at the top of the market here with an Emmett Mullins run a slate lane. They're both around three to one the pair um, with most operators. And you've got Lord Snooty, the Brobdick Harry that Derma mentioned and 10 to one. But did you find some value in here, Kian, or have we already mentioned the, the right one? Yeah, I think in this race, we're kind of looking for a horse who's better than handicaps and can possibly develop into a stairs hurdle contender. Mm-hmm. And I think the only one that can actually do that is is Crambo. Um, I mean, he's been he's he was very good last season. He's kind of competitive enough and decent novice hurdles. Won a lot of races. Was one easily at entry first time out. I just think he's the class edge. I think the Emmett Mullins horse Slate Lane. He's been winning pretty weak races during the summer now, unless he's obviously been laid out for the race and they know something that we don't. He doesn't have as as good as form as Crambo, and I don't think he can develop into that stairs hurdle horse. Um, at a price, um, if I was taking a bet in the race, probably each way. Gosh, how posh for Philip Hobbs! Very unexposed horse. Um, has run four times, always runs a good race at 16. He can grab a place, but I think Crambo at seven to two, he has all the credentials to win the race and go on and develop into a potential stairs hurdle horse. Yep, I completely agree. Crambo is is very solid for me. I do think if I was gonna have a, a decent bet this weekend and be confident of going going there into the winners' enclosure, I'd have that one. I do like the Brovnik Harry, but Crambo is very much on my list. You mentioned gosh how possible Philip Hobbs and Johnson White. Um, it would be great for them to to get something back after the tragedy that happened to Chime Hill uh, during the week. That stable must be feeling a little bit down. So hopefully they get a bit of fortune coming their way. Darren Hughes, what do you like? Yeah, uh, horse I came down and I don't think we win in a stairs hurdle uh, anytime soon, but I think there's enough evidence to suggest that he can run very, very well. And that's Lord Snooty, Christian Williams. Um, I think he's going to be at his best in, at extreme trips in time and certainly extreme test of stamina. So, I mean, a three-mile handicap hurdle around Haydock off a uh, relatively low weight, I think it'll be right up his street. His second behind Trelon earlier this year, I think is great for him. Trelon was mentioned last week by... um. Stephen Cass uh, as a horse to follow for the year uh, and I think then he ran perfectly respectably in a hotter contest again at the Punchtown Festival and an unusual Irish raider with Christian, Christian Williams he sent him back over to Ireland then last month to Galway to run in a novice hurdle where he looked like he badly needed the, re- the run and um, trip probably shy of what he's going to need also uh, the market hasn't exactly missed him at 7-1 to one. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of hope it'll get bigger but I think this lad has an awful lot of juice in his uh, in his market at the moment and I think that's why they haven't gone chasing with him just yet or at least that's what I'm hoping uh, in time he will be a chaser but I reckon they've looked in the market 123 and they've gone one well, as we'll take a swing at a 70k pot and see where we get to so expect to see him over the larger obstacles in the not too distant future I reckon uh, but if he wins this weekend that uh, that might be another little ways down the road, but we'll see how he gets on. Lord Snooty seven to one. I thought had a good chance. Fair shout, Christian Williams, Jack Tudor on board for Lord Snooty around seven to one in what is a competitive two twenty at Haydock. We're in a good pot on offer for this Premier handicap. But myself and Keen like Crambo and Dermo's in the Dubrovnik carry train. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that goes very well. I did like it previously, but I do think Crambo might be a class above. Decent race. Uh, a quick jaunt over the Irish Sea into uh, Punchestown. State man's going to go off very short for the Morgiana, Darren. Uh, one to four, not a punting race, surely. Pied Piper's there, Echoes and Rain. And Phil Didari, you make it up to four. Yeah, no, watch and brief only. Uh, make sure State Man is still alive. I'm sure they'll find a way to cut a half point off his price for the champion hurdle, despite the fact that he should pick these up and carry them. Um, as for what will come second... 
again, it'll probably be Pied Piper. Like you're probably not um, there's probably not much value anywhere in this race. To be, not that I can see anyway on, on current markets. Um, something might change on the day, but very much a watch a brief only. Uh, a little bit disappointing to see the Morgiana with only the four runners in it. But uh, as Dermo alluded earlier on, say la vie, that's sort of the situation we find ourselves in at the moment, I'm afraid. Yep, it is. And uh, Keen, normally, you know, come and have a quick chat to you about this race. But what do you think of making the champion hurdle picture? There is no champion hurdle picture, Keen, is there? No, it's all over. Give it the Constitution <laughs> Hill. Yeah, we move on. <laughs> um, I suppose, yeah, look, we know Sateman isn't good enough to get near Constitution Hill, so... I suppose we're kind of looking for Imperi Pass to probably win at the Hatton Grace. He might take on Stateman um, before Cheltenham. They'd does, have to have might... a pop. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose if he beats Stateman impressively, then we might come into Cheltenham with some sort of a clash. But it's uh, it's obviously very hard to see Constitution Hill and anything getting him off the bridle. Um, yeah. I know anyway. No, Stateman wins, wins well, yeah. Yep, indeed. I mean, we'll get to the point down where, you know, when we get to Cheltenham, unless this, as the situation Kean described happens, they might have to, to drape an Irish flag over one and an English flag or a UK flag over the other one and we might get a match-up. Uh, but there's no champion hurdle picture, really. We need lots to happen for that V1. No, um, looking forward to the DRF because <clears throat> in fairness to Willie Mullins, he does let them run against each other. You know, he, he did last year with that. The, the Irish Arkle was one of the races... Yeah, one of the best races you'd ever see because he just threw them all into it, let them all go. Uh, same thing will happen with these two. Um, Stateman's brilliant, like he's a really good horse. You know, he hammered mm-hmm. Honeysuckle last season, who went on to win the Mayor's Hurdle afterwards. Yeah. Um, it does show the level of Constitution Hill impaired pass. They think the world of him. We heard we heard Mikey Fogarty on our preview night say how much they absolutely adore him. Um, and he's a good challenger. It, it, it's horses like Constitution Hill need impaired pass to kind of take him on. But uh, yeah, impaired pass or sorry, Constitution Hill is he's another level completely. Cool, cool. Let's move on to the three o'clock. I hate up now. Normally you get a slightly bigger field for the bet fair chase, of course, the Grade One at the weekend, and normally you get less worry about what might turn up because it's pretty cast in stone what would be turning up. But Brave Man's game is likely to go here. The closer it gets, without any kind of decision not to put him in, I'm reconsidering my original view, which was. <laughs> This was a marketing stunt. It's like I can imagine the phone being run by Barry Orr into Paul Nichols going, look, listen, I know you don't want to go in the Betfair chase, but if you could just give us, put a different jockey on, we'll, we'll run the story for a few days. That'll, we'll get loads of news about this race. And if you don't really want to run him, it's fine. Uh, I don't know. Keen, you're a massive fan of Brave Man's Game. Are you disappointed with his return? I was a massive fan of Brave Man's Game, Keen. I'm, I'm not off him, yeah. I just, I just saw his... Like I tipped him up for the King George last year and was on him anti We tipped him up anti post for the Gold Cup. We were all on for the Gold Cup. Me and you led the charge. Yeah, jumped the last eleven with Gallopin and just found absolutely nothing. Went on to Punches Town then. Again, just found nothing. And I know like his seasonal debut with the Charlie Hall Chase, he really should be putting gentleman's game to bed, regardless of what sort of condition he's in. Like he was like Paul Nickel said, Oh yeah, he he wasn't fully fit. He was as fully fit as he was last year for that race, and he holds up in that race. I think he's gone. I think he's gone backwards. Um, I think he was. I was actually looking at it after that race. Paul Nichols said he might run in this. He was actually twelve to one. Yeah. Um, as big as twelve to one. I, I said there's no chance he's going to run in this. Um, I, I actually can't believe he's running. I, I still don't think he's going to run. I think it's a crazy call. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know how bad the. Uh, the Haydock ground is, I know it's soft, but like it's, it is going to be a grueling test. Like, and I just think he might be leaving his King George behind him. And, um, 
Yeah, I just think even money. I'd actually have the, the prices flipped around. I'd have protector at evens and brave man game at two to one. I think yeah. Sure. Skeletons have protector at this is this is his gold cup. Like this is his season revolves around this race. He'll have him cherry ripe. I think with brave man's game, he's coming back. He hasn't won now in three races. He's coming back off a dis- disappointing run when he was beat on a short price favorite in Charlie Hall. Um, yeah, just wouldn't be as keen on him as I was last season, Dean. Yep, hundred percent. I am with you. I I was relatively disappointed first time up. Certainly more so. I reflect on it, uh, the more disappointed I was. He could be gone, Darren. Surely there's value in the outsiders. If you're not, you know, rolling in the skeleton train, is there value? Yeah, I had a huge amount of interest in having a bet on this. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. Daryl Jacob riding this horse is weird. Uh, there was kickoff earlier in the week. Uh, that you know. Stupid question to even ask, and you know this is a thing and nothing, blah blah. This is odd. I don't know what's after going on. I think something is after going on. I don't think it's entirely down to, um, six rides at Ascot uh, on a relatively ordinary race day. Well, relatively, relatively ordinary is harsh, but you know where I'm coming from. Six so none ordinary. Of us have, none of us have tipped into win a race over there. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? As in, like, there is absolutely no way Ruby and his pomp would have. Like let Cotto Star run the bet for a chase and him gone and rode six handicappers somewhere it's, else. No, it's like day. sending Paul Townend to Cork on Sunday instead of letting him ride Gallop in the Shams at Punchestown. Yeah, you've got yeah, you've got it. Yeah, because there's you've got, he's got six six in Cork for uh, Rich Ritchie <laughs> and someone else, Joe Donnelly. Let's say like, this not... is weird. Um, I still don't wrong. think it's going to happen, which case it's not weird at all. But this no, but, 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 but Dean across the board though, something's happened because a. Why isn't Bryony Frost or Lorcan Williams the actual number twos in the yard on the horse, first of all, right? So That's why is it either them? Even if you're not running them, you're after pissing those two off, right? <laughs> I think it's very... I think, to me, the owner wanted to run in the Betfair chase. The owner's son was on Twitter saying this as well. I wouldn't be surprised if the owners put their foot down and Paul Nichols has went, well, you're not getting, your, you're not getting my jockey. Um, Great. It, we'll just, that... it, seems something, it just seems really weird to even do this as in Harry Cobbins had to explain himself for half the week as to what's going on um, to go and ride Pictori against Shishkin as well it's not like like I genuinely assumed <laughs> when I was there on Wednesday I assumed right Shishkin mustn't be running on like Monday yeah, yeah. when I read it I was like Pictori must be going off odds on in that race and they just want to make sure that, that owner gets a good good result here now I was like that makes sense I looked at him and went Shishkin's favourite like what are only they only 78 lengths to turn around from a previous meeting or something <laughs> yeah, like that. the way Nichols was going on it was like he was doing him a favour it he was, was, like, it oh, was I'm, I'm sending him to Ascatures and he got six it was very strange, but, but he's done this before Paul Nichols remember uh, Sam Thomas was sacked off for Ruby Walsh and he tried to spin it in a way for Denman remember he took him off Denman mm-hmm. And he tried to spin it in a way that Sam Thomas's head was gone. It was great for Sam Thomas to not be, not be <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, like Paul Nichols has loads of previous in this. There, there was another time as well where he was clearly trying to get into Willie Mullins's head and he said that Identity Thief was the horse to beat in the champion hurdle where Paul Heen was the favourite. You know, Paul Nichols is, he does this sort of thing. He just comes out with this uh, raw meat, as we'd say in Kerry. But um, something's happened here. I don't know. Something has happened. Yeah, I think he'd be declared a non-runner in the morning and it would be Betfair if he'd just be counting their marketing mentions. That would be I don't think so. As, no. as a man who has, uh, let's call it, a little bit of experience in the Betfair marketing department, I don't think this is the MO on uh, on this particular occasion. And I think the horse is going to line up. Uh, I think he's, I was going to ask you to do a market. Who's more likely to run Brave Man's Game or Joe Biden next year in 2024? But we might leave that <laughs> on where it is for now. Uh, but I, I reckon he runs. I reckon he runs. Um, and... 
I want to be back with the price. I can see Keane's argument, but like I'm not a protector at the time either. Um, I, I do you know what this is just a spectacle. Fair enough, Darren. Um, okay. We've lost Darren. The follow up this tomorrow. You you cut off at spectacle, Darren, but I guess the rest of it was that you, it's not the right yeah, place yeah, you're yeah. looking forward yeah. to most tomorrow. So but, yeah, exactly. Sorry, beg your pardon. So my internet's a little bit hit and miss. No, no, so basically, said, yeah, it's, it, it's the politics and ruminations around it is what I want to see uh, tomorrow. So yeah. let's see where we end up. Oh, yeah. Plenty of story around it. Darren, you'll be piling into Brave Man's game anyway after all that. Oh, yeah, he wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right um one of my one of my favorite horses actually from last year and into this year i think they picked the wrong race um towards the end of the season where maybe uh things didn't go to plan for boot hill is who i'm talking about but i was very very impressed with his seasonal return and um, he goes to ascot in the 315 uh demo this will be short but if you're doing any kind of multis or actors you, you want to have this fella in he is um he's ahead of everything at this point even off a 155 mark yeah, yeah, it's like anything, you know, it, he's kind of been steadily getting there. Um, it's taken him long enough now, you know, he's he he really was a a nearly horse, but he finally has shown that great potential of his, and I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was absolutely excellent. If he took apart that field so easily. Johnny Burke is made for him, um, and um, St. Segal, in my opinion, that was a poor ride that, that he got the last day. Uh, yeah. David Noonan wouldn't be my my favorite jockey in the world. Uh, he'll he'll chase him home though. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I liked um, Triple Trade. Obviously beating Calico at the weekend because I was very keen on Calico. So they're, they're probably the right three to be worried about. Um, Boot Hill's good nag though, Darren. He's good. He's improving. He's a handicapper going places. They'll go back into tougher company trying to pick up another pot. Yeah, I, like to be honest, I ended up falling down on him by process of elimination here, uh, to tell you the truth. I agree with Jeremy's comments and David Noonan and also uh, San Segal is not a horse um, I've ever fallen in love with. Uh, I, I was half interested in Freire Darms and I, I don't like making my decisions based on selections based on jockeys, but I think Tristan Darrell is uh, poor. Uh, let's call it poor. Uh, anyhow, long story short, I think Boot Hill look, looks like he's on the up. <laughs> I thought he uh, gave Knickerbocker Glory an absolute peach there like two two weeks ago. It was an absolute screamer of a ride. Oh, the front. Hey, and he's still getting five pounds off. You're entitled to still yeah. be learning the trade <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I suppose. I got, as we don't mind knocking team. jockeys here, but I don't know. That's harsh. I don't know. I, 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 I've a bet in English race in most days. Uh, and I've been watching, you know, the scouting horse, let's say, and this lad for a couple of years now. And for me, having him up is a negative. So that's all. I, I, I Personally speaking, I, I, I could be uh, speaking through my pocket here. But in any case, uh, I'm not going to go through the young lad. Yeah, yeah. It, would, it would be nothing new there. In any case, uh, <laughs> Boot Hill looks like he's on the upgrade. Uh, I thought Auckland Risk had half a chance as well uh, off what looks like a favourable mark and, and the race looks like it's actually set up for him to run quite well. But uh, I'd like to see Boot Hill win um, and continue his upward curve. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would too. I don't know how much I'll be getting involved at the kind of price. We'd definitely be in any yeah, Um, You know, he's tight enough for a handicap chase. But he's smart, Kian, are you Boot Hill man? Yeah, I suppose the penny's kind of dropped with him. Finally, Dean, it's it's taken a while, but he was he's very, very good at Ascot the last day. Um, one five five. I mean, if he gets if he wins this, he's getting up to the kind of one sixties. And then you're talking about, you know, champion chase outsider. Um, yeah, if he yep. he, he should win it. I mean, five to two is a fair is a fair price. Um, interesting to see Triple Trades running again so quickly. Just a, uh, ran last weekend like the mid rounds out so quickly. Yeah, and he, he won in the style of a horse that he'll probably have plenty more to come. And if they go up and trip again, this is only two mile one. Yeah. Um, Calico would have set these. But I'd be interested in him now. Add on half a half a mile and give him a little break. 
Mm. Just strange to run a, a week after. I just, you know, he's he good nick, yeah. Right. Yeah, it must have been good nick, yeah. Um, yeah, look, Boutet will probably win. Um, and then you'd like to think he's too good for handicaps and they should target whatever race John Munn doesn't go for and he pick up a bit of prize money and might run into third or fourth in the champion chase or something like that. Yep. Send him over to uh, Ireland. I don't think the trainer's afraid of doing that and go for a, a, any race where El Fabiolo's not there and he's probably. Yeah, there you go. I'd love to have that problem with that horse. I'm a big fan. Big old bull. The penny has dropped. 335 at Haydock. Final race we're going to uh, cover. I mean, we'll have a quick chat about the Durkin, of course, at the weekend. But, uh, Kian, I'll come to you on this one first. Famous bridge for Nicky Richards is the market leader currently. Credo's in there for Anthony Honeyball. Uh, Doc Pickney for Richard Hobson. And it's like six, seven to one bar. Eight. City Ismail has got a few entries over the weekend for the pipes. Uh, interesting enough race to, to kind of finish off on at Haydock. Uh, handicap chase, of course. What did you make of it? Yeah, it's, it's a very tricky race. I mean, if you if you push me for a bet, I'd go with Credo just on the basis. He was very good on season debut when he came to five to one. Let's say a few rookies could be in four places. I couldn't see him out of top four, but wouldn't be wouldn't be sweet on anything, Dean. It's a tr- tricky race. Fair enough. Sam Twiston in the plate for Anthony Honeyball. Uh, Cook was favourite that one in the end. Darren, did you have a view? Oh, Darren's on pause. Are we going to Dermo? Dermo, did you have a view? <laughs> uh, no, no, Dean. Absolutely no. No opinion at all. I had a bet here. Like, Go on. You know, the, the, the race that everyone's got to the end of is like, I don't know, it's too difficult. It looks pretty tricky. It is. There's... Um, yeah, obviously, we had Benson on here a good few times last year. He loves that coconut splash. And I was always laughing along saying that's got absolutely no chance. And uh, I actually think it's got a chance this weekend. It's now off 1 2 2. Um, you know, it's got four behind City Chief, Broadway Boy, albeit, you know, reasonably well beaten. But Wedge is on. Evan Williams is there. This is not a great race. He's uh, going to be double figures. I see it's 16s into 12s in places. Yeah, coconut splash. Be a decent each way play for me. Darren, you are back. Did you ever view on the 335 Yeah, I beg your pardon. The old Longford Wi Fi is not uh, participating with my uh, technological endeavors today. Uh, I thought this was really, really tricky. Uh, I could see why Famous Bridge is the price he is here. Uh, he's got an awful lot of upside, but like, I couldn't I couldn't back him uh, at, at the prices and I, I I also don't necessarily want to oppose him do you know where I'm coming from um, yeah I, I was right on the fence with whether to back or back or, or, or oppose him and so I, I'm going to take the carrots away and I'm going to sit this one out um, and, and just watch the race I, I'd ho- I'm hoping he wins because I think that he's got the potential to go places but um, leave it with me for now Fair enough that's famous bridge there's a tentative call there but uh, probably just going to be a watching brief. Oh, yeah, no one really that keen on anything. So Coconut Splash is each way play uh, there for everyone to get stuck into. I do think it go well for the Williams shot. All right, the 2.30 at Punchestown on a Sunday. Definitely the last race we're going to talk about on this week's um, race hour, of course. Uh, Gallop in the Champs, 4 to 11. 4 to 11, Darren Hughes, you're the markets man. Yeah, again, I, I think if I was going to do anything, I think I'd lay him. Uh, I haven't decided yet whether I will or not. But if I was going to do anything, I'd lay him. I, I think that Gold Cup, there's every chance that's left a mark on him, to tell you the truth. Um, well, it seems to have done it to Brave Man's game, but he was the he was the, foe, he was the beaten rival, of course. This one ran away and got it done. So it'd be interesting to see. They don't always come back. Yeah, they don't always come back. And, you know, it's it's not unheard of for one to get turned over in this race, uh, especially one of Willie's at, at, at this sort of price. So if I'm going to do Anthony, there's a good chance. If he gets any shorter now, I think I'm going to translate him and, and have the field running for me. But um, I'll make that decision on Sunday. 
fair enough. It's not a bad field, of course. Fast or slow. I saw JJ Slevin uh, talking about him on the telly the other day, saying he's got loads of boot. He'd be fine for two mile three. Uh, the one thing I think he does, mate, he's good cruising speed. I'm not sure he's got all the boot in the world. Uh, this isn't the longest race, maybe, as well. Blue Lord, appreciate it. Conflated the steering for long. Stat love Baruch Delen, French Dynamite. God, you'd love this race to be in the UK now and again. Doesn't happen, though, Kian. Doesn't happen. Gallopin de Champs, 4 11. Yeah, I wouldn't touch it. Um, wouldn't <laughs> touch it. Coming off the back of a, like, obviously unbelievable in the Gold Cup last year, one of the best winners, but just the run of Punchestown was, you know, the signs are there that maybe that race has has taken a bit out of him. I wouldn't lay him, but I think the race actually is a nice each way structure to it. Um, faster, slow would probably need further. I wouldn't rule that horse out now. I thought that run of Punchestown was quite good. He could be a Gold Cup contender. Blue Lord could not have him. But the one I actually like is, you're going to laugh now, but the steering for lunch. <laughs> just just on the basis, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's mad. The great I think it's, white I think, yeah. is back. I think it's 16s. I think he could actually just, he, he, I could just see him coming out for first first run of the season. I could see him running some sort of race and uh, at an each way price. I can remember the year he ran in this and he was traveling all over Alahoy. Yeah. He was trading long odds on. Yeah, and um, he unseated his rider, but like he has, he has a big run in him. Like, but yeah, again, I can see, you know, why you're laughing. He's such a frustrating horse. But Asterion Falange is the kind of horse I expect to see in the spa when I pop down there for a pint of milk, just kind of pottering around the back, looking at the the, the kind of the wine section. Like he's a nutcase. I could not, not, not her, absolute not her. Yeah, but yeah. going right-handed first time out, he might, he might just outrun his odds. Um, hey, why not, man? You've got a ticket in this game, and Asterion yeah. Falange is talented when he fancies it. The great white don't know. Is he for you? No, 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 no. Uh, watching briefly. Obviously, no, not going near it. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Uh, Galloping the Shots is back Sunday, Punchestown, 2.30. Uh, taking on uh, the rising star of last year that we didn't see coming fast or slow. Blue Lord, appreciate it. Conflated. I steer for long. It's a great white dope. Snap the fabric to lend French dynamite. Could be the race of the weekend. Uh, it would be fascinating to watch anyway. Um, all right. It is time for anything else. If you do have anything else across the cards, uh, forever get involved right now. Dermot, you normally have something. Uh, yeah, I've got three. Um, sorry, two seconds there now. Oh, yeah, first of all, uh, Sander Kaglane in the Florida Pearl on Saturday. It's a serious renewal, but this is a brilliant horse. Uh, I loved what he did last season. In my opinion, could have won the Albert Bartlett, but for a poorish ride. And now I know the uh, Paul Byrne horse ran out, which those colours are having a weird habit of doing. But the um, Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, well, sorry, that was JP, obviously, but he was the one that was uh, only sold. the first run yeah. JP, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Corbett's, yeah. Corbett's cross. Yeah, so, but Sander Kiglane was was really good that day. Had a uh, behind Imagine, and I know what you're thinking that day as well, but um, was uh, trip was too short for him. Uh, ran quite well, though. The stables forms a worry, but it's just so hard to actually train a winner in Ireland that it's hard to know who's in bad form and, you know, you can't even get into these races. So uh, he's one, though, that I just think is very good. And that's a serious race. Uh, Florin Porter will have plenty of fans, but Sandra Lane for me, is the younger legs. Uh, walk away in the 157 to Punchestown. He's just been an unbelievably uh, frustrating horse as far as injury goes, but uh, he showed quite a lot after 759 days off or something like that. And then last time out at Cork was well-backed and just fell halfway. But uh, likes Punchstone in his second here twice. And he's one that should go very well. And then one for the, the Golden Oldies on this podcast. Uh, Falco Blitz um, what? is now trained by Eric McNamara. And he runs on Sunday in the 250 at Cork in the Handicap Chase. Um 
Eric McNamara is superb at getting horses back who were who maybe have kind of fallen in love with the game. And last time he showed plenty. Um, he finished ended up finishing fourth. Uh, the last maybe furlong and a bit was probably a bit too much to kind of stepping back and trip here. But Eric McNamara, he's a very good trainer. Ten stone six on his back. Would like to see maybe a claimer on board, but it's horses like him. They just eventually run run into a mark where they can strike off and Falco Blitz in the 258 Cork on Sunday looks to me like he's approaching that day Hey, I love the nostalgia on this podcast Falco Blitz coming back into full vision is great crack and because you did that I wasn't going to mention this horse was running this weekend but because you did that He's only eight years old, Falco Blitz. No, I know, but like, you know, this podcast is is, is similar vintage and we probably mentioned Or nine, 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 sorry, nine Yeah, so uh, yeah Stella Magic remember that horse? Well, he's, he's moved. He's now trained by Billy Aprahamian, who I do have to admit, not seen training a horse anywhere else. So, uh, yeah, Stella Magic gone there. And that runs on Sunday at Utoxeter. So if you want the nostalgia race, our Double. podcast governed, <laughs> Stella Magic Falco Blitz will set you up uh, for a good Sunday afternoon. Billy, Billy, Billy Aprahamian, Billy, Billy Aprahamian. Aprahamian has gotten yeah. more lads out of jail with a four to six shot in a hunter chase in Stratford Avon in the summertime than you've had hot dinners. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, this he is sends what I like them to out hear. like they're going out of fashion. I swear this to God. This is what I like to hear, Darren. That's why you're here. This Stella Magic is becoming a podcast charge. That's going to win on something. I've no absolutely no idea. It's been early in the year, uh, but if you see Hunter Chase, Billy Aprahamian, anything six to four or under is an absolute nap at the highest order. It can't get well, let's let's stop talking about this because I want to price about this horse on Sunday, right? So we move on. Uh, Six to Darren, four, I'll give you this. <laughs> Six to four sounds like what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, okay, uh, I've lost my train of thought now. Darren, did you have anything else for the weekend? And then I'll ask Ian, and then we'll do naps. Sure thing, yeah. Just go back to the uh, floor and porter, um, as Dermo kind of alluded to. I, 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 I'd be mad to be against um, floor and porter here. Price dependent, of course. But uh, no more than with Bob Ollinger last week, which I would hold hands up on getting very, very wrong. The shorter this horse is, the more I'm going to want to be against him. And I do suspect that there's a good chance he could take out a fair bit of the market by the time all is said and done. Um, what I'm going to oppose him with will obviously be massively price dependent. Churchstone Warrior brings all the experience in the world, but I suspect he might need it. Though I think he's a horse that's going places as well now. He's got his act together yep. over fences. Uh, and I look forward to seeing what he can do with himself this year. Um, and I don't think, I think getting Michael O'Sullivan on him is no harm either. Let's call it that way. Let's put it that way. And uh, not that there's anything wrong with Dennis Regan or Aidan Coleman, but Michael Sullivan is unbelievable. Uh, in any case, this will be has to be price dependent, but I'm looking forward to, to opposing Floor and Porter on Sunday. So all I had to, or Saturday, I should say, sorry. That's fine. 123, of course, on Saturday at Punchtown is that Florida Bell Novice Chase, uh, Churchland Warrior, uh, after Some race. Ah, oh, it looks good. Yeah, Favre de Champ-Dieu. Maybe Calixos uh, was brilliant. Calixos mm. is back, yeah, as well. Sound of the game. Mm. And Maxim from the Elliot Yard, interested in no Willie Mullins run, and that's because his best three mile novice chase is fact five. You can relax and be calmly just watching this and wait for the Brown Advisory where you will be collecting at big prices. It's still sixteen to one uh, for for that. So don't don't worry, lads. All is in good order. Keen, did you have anything else for the weekend? Yeah, I just touched on a few horses there, Dean. Um Fairy House on Friday at twelve fifty five. Mr. Policeman runs. Ooh. A lot of chatter, a lot of chat around him for the Arkell, so yeah. keep an eye on that. Um, probably be a short price, probably will win. Then on to Saturday on that Florida Pearl Novice Chase. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the race of the weekend. I mean, that's a serious, serious race. I mean, everything in there has a chance. 
The one I really like is Noel Mead's Afro Del Fiore. I was really good at Galway beating uh, Valverde Shandu last time out. And then was second at Punches Town Festival behind Gaelic Warrior. Second at Cheltenham behind Stay YFA. Um, I think he'll have a big, big season. He's only five-year-old. He's, imp- he's improving. Um, yeah, that's a serious race. The race actually before that, the 12.48, we must come to Dermo because not only does Gaelic Warrior run, but Shan Valley Kid runs Dermo. I can't believe but, I missed that. Yeah. Dermo's favourite horse. Any thoughts, Dermo? Does that mean Dermot Nolan's missed it? Because I've already asked him about things. Dean, yeah, I have it down on my notes and I just completely forgot to mention the fucker. But the... Uh, <laughs> he, yeah, look, I... I he was put up as one of my horses to follow for the season, more so. Um, ah, uh, who was the other horse that I, uh, Monty Star? Um, I, I really love Monty Star for offense, but the all the noise coming from the that was in our preview. I was this was a lovely horse. Um, ran okay in the Albert it didn't pull up any trees, but decent enough. Um, thank you very much, Keen, because I literally haven't done my notes, but yeah, like. Could be anything. Michael Sullivan's a mad booking as well. Uh, but I, I'm always happy to take on Gaelic Warrior no matter where he runs. So I'll be, I'll be taking him on there anyway with uh, the Shambhali kid for sure. When you will now that Keen's reminding you that he's running. That's that's what's good. <laughs> <laughs> Keen, was there anything else, or we do next? Uh, yeah, just a couple more there. The twelve twenty eight yep. at Huntington, Ben Pauling's tethered in name, won a point to point, and was just touched off by Nicky Henderson horse at Ascot. He, I presume he'll be short price, but I think he'll go in, in again. He was uh, very good the last day. And then just on Sunday, we obviously don't have um, declarations now, but just a couple of horses to keep an eye on. The 12.35 at Cork, Ballyburn, who's favourite for the, the Ballymore, is entered. And also at Punchestown, the 12.10, Tully Hill is entered over two, uh, two miles six. I think you should take the 16 to one about him for the Alba Bartlett. I think he'll... Um, He'll uh, develop into a, a top class prospect. Yeah, real, real staying horse. Um, they've talked about him for the Ballymore or the Albert, but I think with Ballymore likely to go for the Ballymore, I think 16 is about him for the Albert. It is, it's a great uh, post bet. Chiefly part post now, Tully Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay, that was out. Yeah, we've got some very good good horses out over the weekend. A couple of them thrown into the mix at the end, of course. Maybe not all punting prospects because seasonal reappearances and short prices in uh, beginners and maidens things like that but fascinating stuff all right i'll do naps i'll do naps darren do you want to go first your best bet of the weekend please yeah sure thing dean no problem at all i was uh to be honest i i i, I was stuck between a couple of the ones i put up this again but i'm going to come down in lord snooty at seven to one in the 220 at haydock on saturday i think he's got a huge chance to run the massive race okay lord snooty for darren damo best of the weekend you cannot say Shambali kid now uh no god no um sander kiglain in the florida pro okay sander kiglain is the one for demo in what is a red hot florida pearl that's fascinating contest uh to me kian your best please yeah i'm gonna go against my old friend brave man's game and i'm gonna Ooh. go with, yeah with protector at in the bedfair chase two to one i just think it's a a brilliant, brilliant price for a horse who's been targeted this all year. Uh, pissed up in the race last year. Yeah, I think two to one. When Brave Man's sure. game is declared non runner in the morning, what price that go up? One to three, maybe. Short, yeah, shorter, maybe. Be short. We'll be short. Uh, it'd be nice to know exactly. It does look like it's going to run, though. I know we spent plenty of time talking about it. 
earlier on. Okay, so Keane's going for protector over Brave Man's game uh, in the Betfair chase. Uh, I, I just think, you know, stick with a horse that looks like the future is very, very bright and the pen has dropped. And Boot Hill 5-2 to two looks big for his handicap race this weekend at Ascot in the 3.15 and, uh, and he'll be going places. Don't forget the nostalgia lace double Falco Blitz and Stella Magic. If that comes in, then we'll have a bit of fun. Uh, over the weekend. My thanks, of course, go to Dermot Nolan, Keen Kirby and Darren Hughes. This has been the Race Hour Podcast brought to you with our friends at gambling.com. We'll do it all again uh, next week. Do bet responsibly. Relentless, remorseless and pounding caught that star into submission.